The clock is about to start to strike 12 for Boston College class of 24 recruiting class. No quarterback in sight, but at that 11th hour, BC finally lands their quarterback. We're going to talk about what happened, get to where they got their quarterback, and what he could bring to the Eagles and a whole bunch more on today's Locked on BC. You are Locked on Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black, editor of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Network. Please join us over there if you have not done so already. So, as I said, on Monday's show, there has been a ton of transfer portal news. There's been recruits. And I did not expect on a Monday morning, at like 7.30 in the morning, that there would be a commitment announcement for Boston College. Now, if you're if you've been following me on Eagle Insider, you saw that I put a crystal ball up for this next person that we're going to talk about, and then I knew this was coming. The quarterback is from Clayton, New Jersey, New Jersey, North Carolina. His name is Jonathan Montague, not related to Romeo, and he's not part of the Romeo and Juliet uh, saga. He's a Montague though, and uh, sorry, that's a Shakespeare reference for anyone else out there. Now he. Uh, was being recruited by a lot of schools as an athlete. But Boston College's staff felt very strongly that Montague, who had 41 rushing touchdowns the past season and 17 passing touchdowns and like 2,500 rushing yards, would be a good quarterback in the system that they're bringing in. Now, watching him, the first thing you see is a guy that reminds you an awful lot of Tommy Castellanos. He runs, he's quick, he's mobile. He's about four inches taller, which is nice. He's 6'2". Uh, he's got a little bit more size. Uh, but he can do a lot of the things that you want. Uh, I know the staff is very, very excited about him. In fact, you know, there have been other quarterbacks out there that they have been looking at and that are, you know, they were down to the wire with, you know, one being Henry Hasselback. And I know they wanted Montague more. They thought this kid would be a better fit in the system that they're trying to do. And given what I saw, I agree with them. I feel like even though Montague is kind of a diamond in the rough, you know, he doesn't have a huge offer sheet. He hasn't even been rated by two, four, seven yet. Um, he is a kid that you look at and you say, if this is, you know, if what their BC is trying to do with, with Castellanos is what they're going to do moving forward, this kid fits the bill perfectly. And whether it's going to be him or Jacoby Robinson, that is going to be the next quarterback after Castellanos graduates, leaves or whatever, you have a guy that can run a system similar to what you're doing now. And now you can start to build your offense in the way that these quarterbacks are kind of, kind of going. And so, why is this kid so under the radar? Well, he plays in North Carolina, and that's not really the, the biggest hidden spot. He also, his head coach is a the head coach that coached Drake May. Drake May, who's going to be, you know, either the second or third pick of the NFL draft coming out. 
And at the beginning of this season, his coach said, this is a kid that a lot of people are sleeping on. By the end of the season, he's going to have a lot of suitors. While maybe he didn't have a ton, he had Temple and Boston College at the end. He is a guy that did catch enough attention. And now he's at Boston College. So this should be the end of the quarterback saga. And if you have not been following along, this class of 24 quarterback saga, if you go back to March, BC, they did not get a lot of their top starts, you know, top uh, targets. You know, they had a kid, Deuce Adams, that ended up at Louisville. He had come on an official visit to BC. You had... Um, you had uh, Ryan um, Puglizzi who ended up at Georgia. You had a lot of kids that were local that ended up at bigger programs, Dante Reno at South Carolina. And it felt like, and believe me, I heard about it, that they weren't going to go for a quarterback. You had Hasselback, but he had, tra- he had committed to Michigan state. And so I, I honestly thought like, they're going to just punt this year. And, and go for a quarterback next year. But also, it makes sense because the staff around August, they start watching senior tape. And when you start watching senior tape, then you get a whole bunch of new offers out there. Like, you you get some kids that maybe you hadn't offered before that you're looking at, like um, Ryan Boltwood, who was at Ju- a Juco out of um, California that they just committed. You have this kid. You have, you know, you have some other kids that you look at and you go, oh, this is someone who may fit. And that's how you ended up with Montague. Um, when will he be, when do I think, you know, like when you're looking at how BC is structured, you have, you have Castellanos next year. Will he be here for two years? He could. If he blows up next year, could he go into the transfer portal and try to get to a bigger program? Absolutely a possibility. Uh, though, if you've watched Thomas Castellanos on Instagram, I feel like he's got pretty good NIL here. <laughs> Guys at a steak restaurant every you know every four days. But after this year, you have cat. So you have this year Castellanos. Next year, it's going to be Castellanos or Robertson. Robinson, excuse me, Jacoby Robinson will be a uh, sophomore at that point. At that point, it all depends on where Montague's at. You know, I think after this season, there's a potential chance that either you could have Castellanos be the quarterback or you could have Montague, Robinson, or Castellanos the year after that. That's all depending on what he does. I mean, if if you have a senior Castellanos there, you're going to take that as long as he continues to improve um, and doesn't take a huge step backwards. But I, I could see a, a Montague. He's going to take a little bit of time, but... Montague or Robinson in a couple of years, or maybe they go for another transfer court portal quarterback. It's going to be an interesting one to see, but you got to feel good that they do have a quarterback. And <clears throat> if you want to know, I, you know, it was going to be him or it was going to be no one, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh Hasselback, I had said, I felt good about it the other day and then talked to some folks today. And Hey, if you're on two, four, seven, you see those crystal balls, I put a crystal ball for Henry Hasselbeck to UCLA based off the things I've heard. I think he's going to be committing to UCLA soon, and I don't think he's going to end up at BC. So for those folks out there that were hoping and praying <clears throat> for that reuniting of a, a Hasselback at Boston College, I don't expect it to happen. But we'll have to wait to hear what he has to say. 
Now, in our second segment, the portal's been busy, but BC still has room to grow. We'll look at exactly what BC has to do with their remaining portal spots. We'll get into that in just a moment. Your ride or die is your lifeblood. With passion, drive, and patience, it's what brings the winning trophy home. And home winning trophy home. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On BC, I'm your host, AJ Black. As I said, Eagle Insider, right now, 50% off in a subscription for the year. Treat yourself for Christmas. If you like to support good Boston College work, I have a staff now of, I think it's five writers, covering a lot of different sports. It's not just football. Uh, you're going to be getting... I got a special treat tomorrow morning. Uh, BC hockey blogger is going to have a VIP discussion with Greg Brown, the head coach of BC hockey. He's also got a whole bunch of other things. We've got Beacon Street Ball with all his basketball stuff. We got Mitch. We got me. Come on over. Sign up. The notes will be in the description of this episode, but you can go over to Eagle Insider right now while you're listening and just sign up. Love to see that after the show. Now, BC has, I believe, five transfers committed to their program. And we still do not know what happened last week. Well, you guys can figure out at least one of them if you've been following along on Twitter. I see all the sickos have caught on to it. Um, But it's been a, a, a guarded secret of who came on campus. But the purpose of this uh, this segment is not to look at uh, who they have, but what they still need. What are some things that BC needs to still address in the transfer portal? Because they're not close to done. They need to figure out some things and they need to get some more. Um, they need to add some more depth at some key positions. So what's some things that I want to see BC land? First of all, they need wide. I, I think they still need at least one wide receiver. Now I, I, I'm going to put a little hinter out there. I think they're going to have some good news there coming up soon. If you saw my wire, Jeff, I'm going to say it's connected to a wide receiver. So hopefully that'll help. That's a smaller need though, because I still think that with Joseph Griffin and Jaden, sorry, Jaden Skeet and Dino Tomlin and Lewis Bond, you've got some good wide receivers, but you know, depth is depth and maybe they want to get some depth there. 
the biggest position I still I feel like they're only halfway done, maybe even a third of the way done is the secondary. The secondary needs so much help. They need to get some depth in there right now to get their younger guys a chance to grow and to get some talent and infuse some um, infuse some seniority in there that can can take care of business. Because with Elijah Jones gone, you got Amari Jackson, who's going to be a junior. You know, having him out there is fine, but is he a lockdown corner yet? Nah. You got Kari Johnson, he could probably play nickel if you need him to. But now you've also brought in Bryquise Brown and Ryan Turner. So you got some, uh, you know, ter- uh, transfers. Mitch Wolf, we'll see, hear more from him at another point. He calls Bryquise Brown the steal of this transfer class right now. So they got some spots there. And then I still think maybe you want at least one more cornerback. I just, I just want to see more depth because look at where BC's at right now. You're going into a bowl game starting Max Tucker, Jalen Williams. Uh, you, you, you know, you, you don't have, you don't have a nickel. You have Jalen cheek thrown on there. You need some depth. You need to add some more guys for depth there. And then you look at the safety position. You have Cole Batson, who's hurt right now. Uh, this will be his third year as a starter, so hopefully he'll take a step forward, but you probably want some depth to challenge him, right? And you want another... You're going to lose John Pupil, so you need another safety as well. They need they need safety help bad. And I know that they've been looking at some out there, and, you know... I've heard from some of the, my sources that they're they're battling for a few of them, so it's coming, but they haven't landed one yet. Safety, safety for me right now is the biggest need. It's the biggest need that they have. Now, folks, I think they need linebackers, but I want to talk about this for a second because I see this is the, this has become like the rallying cry for BC fans, and I get it. The, the linebackers didn't play well this year. But you were missing Bryce Steele. He's hurt. Vinny De Palma is Vinny De Palma, and Cam Arnold is—he just—he's not—he did not have a good year, right? However, Mitch Wolf of Eagle Insider, he did a quick little analysis of like, what, so what's the linebacker market out there right now? Because you can't, you know, you can't squeeze blood from a stone. Like if you want a linebacker and there's none out there, you can't get it. Now, he said, I think there were 300 linebackers total. Just a quick analysis, you can remove about 150 of them because none of them have played. You take out another 100 or so that are probably on the level of what you have now. Because you got guys that, right, you know, as much as you are are frustrated from Cam Arnold and, and some of the plays that they've made, remember most of the guys that are going into the portal, some of them are struggling too in their current program. So you're taking a risk there with those other guys. So you're down to about 50. Then you take half of those and you could probably take about half and disqualify them because of BC's academic policies, which is a whole other argument. But I'm just saying if they can't get them through admissions, there's nothing Halfley can do to get them. So you're down to about 25. Then those 25, how many of those are just going to go right to a blue blood? The names that you know and the names that you are aware of, most of them are, are headed to 
you know, in Alabama, Texas, um, Ohio State, Clemson. They all, not Clemson, because that was too good for that. But you see what I mean? The numbers, it's a weird numbers game. And Mitch, Mitch, if you're on Eagle Insider, check out the comment section. You have to be a, a VIP to read it. Mitch broke, broke it down pretty well about why the linebacker position is just not something they're going to do. And to be frank, you lost two of your three starters this year, Jalen Blackwell and Jalen um, and Bryce Steele. Both of them should be back. You're losing Vinny De Palma, who's a, a veteran. He's not the most athletic, which is fine, but he's a veteran. And maybe you move around Cam Arnold to, you know, not make him the Mike linebacker and, and move him to one of the, the one of the sides. I feel like right or wrong, that's where the staff thinks that they're they're okay. And you may disagree with them. I'm just saying that's what it, where it's at. And you can't just go and magically find a linebacker that's better. Like if they're not out there, they're not out there. Like there's you got positions that you can find talent at, and it just seems like right now linebacker is not one of those positions you can get it. So what else should BC be looking at? Tight end, I think they're fine. Um, tackles, I think they're fine. Quarterback, they're probably fine. Running back, they're definitely fine. They've got enough guys there now. The other position is interior guard. That seems to be a position they're going after a lot. You'd hope they'd be able to use the guys that they have and not have to go out there and use spots. But if they have the spots open, why not, right? Like, if you can get another Kyle Hergel in here, go for it. Um, And they seem pretty content with that. And then finally, the defensive line. I don't think they need edges. And we talked with Mitch Wolf um, on, on the show earlier this week, and he explained why they don't need it. I do think they need a def- interior defensive line though. I think they need help there. George Rook was fine. Not the most, he's not the most explosive and they've been looking hard at that. So I think that's the other position I would look at. What do you think? Are you going to yell at me that, that we should find linebackers anyways, if they, even though they don't exist, but you go ahead. <laughs> I can take it. Now, in our final segment, I'm going to end with some bummer news. We'll get into a, a player whose career has come to an end. We'll talk about who that is and what happened in just a moment. All right. Locked on BCAJ Black. So, as I said, we're going to end this with some bummer news. Boston College wide receiver Ryan O'Keefe has been missing. Um, he hasn't been playing since the UVA game. We finally found out near the end of the season that his his season was going to be over after hearing you know that he might play again. But on on Monday he released a statement. I'm going to read the whole thing so you can read it. You can you can find it at yourself on Twitter or Instagram because he posted it in both spots. And here's what it says: Since as long as I can remember, football has not only been my dream. Just a part, it, it had not only been my dream, just a part of who I am. I imagine playing at the highest level and finally having the chance to give my family the world. The game of football has taught me so many valuable lessons, as well as get, allowed me to not only get my bachelor's but master's degree. I have been fortunate to be a part of some amazing memories through my journey playing football, ones that I will cherish forever. On September 30th, I suffered a hit that caused me to lose all feeling throughout my whole body, state of paralysis. Like any athlete, as soon as I got to the hospital, I asked the doctors when the next time I would be able to suit up and play. 
After weeks of doing various scans and tests, I was faced with the news that would change the direction of my life forever. I was told that I was born with a condition in my spine, congenital spinal stenosis. To keep things simple, because of this condition and the hit, I was faced with the hardest decision that I ever had to make in my life. Due to my injury and the severity risk that comes with playing again, I have decided to medically retire from the game of football. And he thanks a whole bunch of different people and talks about, you know, how important God is in his life. So, it, you know, really well written. I wish the Photoshop was a little bit clearer because it's hard to read. <laughs> the fonts he used was hard to read. Um, but this is such a sad story. I, I went to that game. Um, I took my kids and they still talk about it. Uh, Ryan O'Keefe was going. I, th- I think he was going up the middle for a catch and got he just got smacked. And he went down and he was down for a long time and they had to take out the, uh, the board and they took him out on a stretcher. I, you know, hopefully the, uh, you know, the paralysis when it happened, I remember, I think he put his thumb up. So he was, he was awake at some point, but it was, it was so scary. Those types of hits in football is always something that's hard to watch. Um, this one was particularly hard and it's been a while since we've had one at Boston college. Um, and it was, you just hoped he was okay. And you hoped watching and hearing about it afterwards, like, okay, this was a really bad hit, but maybe, you know, he's going to turn, turn the corner and next year, you know, he'll, he'll go to the NFL draft and figure something out. But there's times in life where your health is more important than a game. And yeah, your dream may have been to play football, but when your quality of life and the risk of what could happen, if you continue to play uh, you know, ha- you know, if that's the, the end result, you know what decision you make. And it's not an easy one. And I feel for Ryan, he, it was taken away from him. This wasn't a choice that he got to make. You hope for every athlete and people who do anything that they want to do, that they go out on their own accord, that they're allowed to make their own choice, go out on their own two feet and make the decision to retire or walk away from a game or, or, or activity. Ryan was not given that chance and that sucks. (laughs) I feel so bad for this kid because I met him at a press conference. He was a really nice guy. Um, And he had such, you know, he had such good, uh, he has such a good future in front of him where he could have potentially gone to the league and, and had a career, but that this is part of the game of football injuries happen. And then on top of it, the spinal stenosis, like, I've told you guys, I follow wrestling and spinal stenosis is no joke. This is a serious, serious thing. Um, I, you know, I think it was like Steve Austin. If you guys know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is, he had to retire because of it. Just the same thing. And like there it's, it's something that doctors take very seriously. And so Ryan's doing the right thing and it's a tough decision, but hopefully he can figure out a path away from football. Uh, but then I want to thank him too, because he, he was, you know, he only got to play what four games for BC and he was a lot of fun to watch. And you could tell what he could have brought to this offense uh, with his skills. Like he's fast. You know, he did some, re- he was, he was, and he had such a good connection with Thomas Castellanos because they both went to UFC, UCF, but also connected well on the field too. So good luck to, to Ryan O'Keefe. Uh, that that's kind of where we're going to wrap things up here. Thank you all so much for listening today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hopefully there'll be some more transfer portal news. I see a lot of stuff buzzing on Twitter, uh, but we'll get into everything. And then on Thursday, uh, you know, later next week, we'll have a special episode uh, this um, 
probably going on to the 26th with 247's um, SMU site. They're going to come on to our show. We're going to have Mitch on. We're going to talk more basketball. There's a game against Lehigh uh, later this week. We've got a lot to talk about. Thank you all for listening to Locked On BC, your team every day.